0: Well, I guess while we're waiting for everyone else, I guess we could start the introduction. Um, uh, Let's uh, uh, special interview time here on Below the Belt show uh, with this amazing film we're going to talk about called Northern Shade. It's going to have a film festival run. And uh, first, we're going to welcome, as the others are a little tardy to the panel, but nonetheless, uh, we're going to welcome actor extraordinaire and Jesse Gavin, um, who plays Justin McLaughlin uh in this film northern shade uh jesse thanks uh, for joining us
1: thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be on
0: yeah absolutely so um i had joseph on the show before he's great we love him on btb and um i was like anytime you have a movie to promote you know let me know uh you know because we had a, a slew of stuff um last time we had him on and then he's like, "Well, we got a new film, Northern Shade. Check it out." He sent me the link. It's a phenomenal film. I, I, I'm really, um, i kind of blown away with what you were able to do. I guess on an independent uh, film budget, um, you know, because you you know, as far as like, you know, the, the, the guns, and then then the firefighting and the, and the, the military, um. You know, um, costuming, um, the military vehicles, and even cutting weight to the flashback scenes that seem very realistic as well. Um, All in all, uh, kudos to everyone involved, actors and crew. Uh,
1: Thank you. I'm excited for uh, Chris to come on. He can speak more to... um how he was pull, able to pull off so much with the budget that they had. Yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of um, just uh, sort of, I guess, called in the favors, so to speak. Uh, just so many of people that he knew growing up and friends of his. And he just, he created, we always had a joke that there was no location he couldn't get. He just had a way to somehow make, you know, move mountains when it came to, uh, you know, securing locations and making things happen.
0: Wow, certainly. So, well, let's talk about how you got involved with the film.
1: Yeah, so I, um, uh, Chris, the director, Chris Rosinski, and I were, um, I had just moved to LA and I just found a place on Craigslist uh, that was kind of cheap to live, that was like basically like doing bunk beds and people that have just moved to Los Angeles. And uh, he got put in the same room as I did. Uh, Whoa! So so we we just met that way and then kind of stayed friends over the years. And then uh, 2013 was the first time uh, he directed a short and I was in it and then uh we worked a bunch of times you know on music videos and i had like a, a web series and i had him direct stuff for it and um and then in 2019 uh, we did a short film called sven which is where we met joe um and uh so i joe and i got to do a scene in that and then you know that kind of the next step was uh, northern shade so yeah he he sent me the script and i was blown away by it and found out joe was going to be my brother and i was on board <laughs>
0: That's the thing. You make these relationships in the film industry and uh, you don't even need to audition any other actors. You know, you already got, you know, you know that, that, that your colleagues and your friends can pull off these roles. And, and that's what's great about that. So that's kind of that situation. You know, you guys are, you know, I mean, you're not going to turn down a film. But at the same time, they didn't even audition any other actors for that role. I'm assuming. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That is fantastic. Well, um, so your character, very complex character. You're an army vet. Uh, that um leaves isolation on your houseboat which is kind of nice if you think about it like you're, you're on this really nice boat <laughs> you know by the water you know um and you found out that your brother's missing and then it turns out that he joined some extremist militia um and uh yeah it's all pretty much the plot is you searching for your missing brother and um what i thought was really important was showing the flashbacks which they did um And showed that um, you still have some PTSD Um, and and with the PTSD comes like flashbacks to um, your current the current timeline where you're thinking about the traumatic experiences from the past. So I was curious, um, is this a typical like PTSD um, symptom that a lot of um, former vets have?
1: Um, I, I believe so. So, uh, first off, I just want to, uh, uh, bring up a guy named Kyle Berg, who is the military tech advisor. Uh, okay. he and Chris kind of grew up together and he was in, um, in Afghanistan for two and a half or three years and then was in the national guard. And so, uh, all this sort of military expertise came from Kyle. And I actually, uh, when the role first came about, I, I actually read it and I, I told Chris just cause Chris is my friend that maybe he should get someone else just cause I know nothing about this world. And, um, and he kind of, um, was like, I have a guy that's going to be your go-to guy just because, um, yeah, I, I mean, I have uh, some family in the military and I, I have known a lot of people in the military and the last thing I want to do, like, a a novice portrayal of someone that that has lived that life. You know, I feel like that's, it's something that you want to be respectful of. Um, so I kind of had to, I, I just put all my trust in this guy, Kyle Berg, who I'm sure Chris will talk about a ton. Um. And, uh, yeah, so he was my go-to. So I did a lot of conversations with him. And, um, as far as the types of trauma, I, I had read a, a book about, um, specifically military trauma and the different types of it and sort of, um, things that trigger it and whatnot. Um, I had, uh, one conversation though with Kyle about a, a guy that he was in the military with and sort of experiencing meeting up with him um, a couple of years after they got out and, uh, the way he had changed. And, um, you know, I think it, it affects, uh, it affected everyone that he was in the military with, but in, in Afghanistan with, but there was, there was one guy that has a story that resonated for me, having read the script and knowing what Justin was. And I felt like he was a kind of like an alternate version of the character of Justin. So I kind of, uh, more than anything, that was what I pulled from. And I just kept, you know, we, we hadn't met this time. We were just, cause I live in Los Angeles. Chris is out in Connecticut and I'm just on right. the phone. I am I'm just asking him question after question after question. And he's, you know, kind of, I think, okay, this story's done. I'm like, no, 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 I gotta know. <laughs> so uh, there's one one guy in particular that, um, yeah, the, the story, you know, of them kind of meeting up and, and reconnecting, uh, yeah, it, it struck a chord with me. So um, yeah, I, I think I, I did research and and, um, but I think there was really that one conversation kind of uh, clicked something for me more than, than anything else. Um, uh, also going along with the those uh flashback sequences uh we we shot the book of it in connecticut and then um in los angeles about a half hour north of los angeles where we shot the military sequences ah.
2: um
1: there was all sorts of locations and they end up finding one that to me didn't sound like it like there there's um there's places they there's uh, it's essentially like ranches where they create um you know create like a small Af- afghanistan town so you can shoot there and they just keep it there and you can, you know, productions can rent it. And they were trying to get deals. And then they just found a house that was kind of in the mountains. And I believe Santa, Santa Clarita, not far from there. Okay. I was kind of confused as, and then we got there and just based on how they were shooting it is there was certain shots where you're just like, ah, I don't see anything else. And it, and the vibe was there. Um, and it was really amazing because it, it didn't feel like you were there, but, but the way they, that Greg uh, framed everything, And that was Kyle's kind of instrumental with that, too. He went on all the location scouts. And it was like, uh, if you if you just point the camera this way, it's going to be like we're in Afghanistan, which was pretty.
0: That's what I was actually going to ask. It's amazing how you were able to find that Afghanistan looking location all in California. So I guess in Connecticut, didn't have everything that you guys needed. You (laughs) had to go out. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to, to, <laughs> to california to get the afghanistan uh, scene um but the, as far as the storyline of of the film is it does it take place in connecticut even though it was shot in connecticut
1: yeah yeah it takes place okay. in connecticut and it was very uh it was interesting in in going there i'm from upstate new york um originally so uh i kind of know the feeling of being from upstate new york and feeling like people talk about new york all the time and they think of new york city Right. Uh, um, and you know, when you're up from the parts that are closer to Canada, you're kind of like, eh, no, no one ever talks about us, I guess. And there was sort of that feeling in Connecticut of like this <laughs> rural part of Connecticut. We were kind of in, uh, New Haven is where we shot the boat stuff, but then kind of East of that. And people were kind of, people were very excited about just the, the prospect of showing, uh, Connecticut in a, a, you know, I think, um, People generally think of perhaps Greenwich, Connecticut, first and foremost.
0: Yes, Greenwich, Connecticut, <laughs> you know, no doubt. Yeah, uh, and
1: it's a whole state, so um, people were really jazzed by the idea of, uh, you know, sort of, yeah, showing the rest of the state, and and um, you know, it's 100% part of the story. So,
0: all right. Just got word from Joseph; he's uh, having a little bit of technical about verification code. He's waiting on verification code. I'm, I just informed him that we're already interviewing Jesse. Um, I'll let him know to join when you can. Um one thing I did notice in the film which is interesting a lot of films and TV shows try to ignore the pandemic that the pandemic doesn't exist uh with your film the pandemic surely does exist because people are um wearing masks so i was just going i was curious on what the thought process was on um you know deciding that hey we're going to use masks
1: yeah yeah i'm sure uh, chris will have the uh, the more definitive answer on that one i i know that he uh there was at a certain point there was just the fact that we were going to be shooting during the pandemic and it's a pretty skeleton crew and so you're you're looking at safety guidelines and you're just like well if we have everyone here in a small area are are people going to be wearing masks there's there's joe yeah
0: What's up? What's up? What's up? joseph paula quinn second time guest on btb joe it's good to have you man and uh we're just talking to uh, Jesse about the film and how yeah. the pandemic does <laughs> exist because yeah. most TV shows and films, you know, the pandemic doesn't exist. You're not wearing masks, but it's interesting how they you incorporate. Because I think there's very few shows that actually acknowledge the pandemic. I think This Is Us kind of this one. Grey's Anatomy is one that I've I've seen, but for the SVU. most part, SVU as well. Yeah, oh, cool. but for the most part, there is no COVID uh, in t v land or yeah, film, yeah. Movie land, yeah, so uh, but I guess it's just one of the things you went went with, i guess right um, I, also,
1: I also enjoyed how Kristen uh tried to make like, at, at no point is there ever really talk of the pandemic or it doesn't you know uh people try to get i think when people do uh, um use it, they try to get clever with it, yeah. um and i think he he just had it this was just life that was happening at that time, you know
0: right on Joseph. a yeah, power okay, over there. <laughs> are you doing okay yeah i think joseph's with us right finally got yeah, through
2: yeah. joseph yeah, i know so you hurt
0: your arm are you okay
2: yeah i messed up i broke my hand and my pinky last night
0: oh god what happened yeah
2: a uh, skateboarding accident again oh man yep dude i'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> i'm sitting here trying to type on this thing i had to redownload skype so i'm like trying to type <laughs> on the screen with these three fingers i got oh man <laughs> i appreciate
0: word. the effort but you're with us nonetheless and i guess uh Chris will be joining us a little later. But uh, yeah, so uh, Jesse just filled us in, Joseph, that pretty much you guys have known each other for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And uh, there wasn't really much of a big audition process. You were kind of like showing the script and you're like, yeah, let's do this. Pretty much. Isn't that the case?
2: Yeah, no. uh, I did a short film with Jesse and Chris, the director. Yeah. Uh, And Chris loved our performances. And Jesse's a good friend of Chris so uh, he's like oh well, yeah i'm writing the script and i, I wrote jesse as the lead actor I, I can't think of another person that i want to be his brother and i was like dude i love you i was like i'm down i was like he called me up he's like you want to go to connecticut i was like whoa, whoa, what's up <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome yes. and that that that's it yeah how long was the shooting schedule i don't
2: know jesse how long were you guys you guys went to la afterwards
1: yeah, we had uh, I think it was 17 days in Connecticut and then there was it was just 1 day in Los Angeles for all the flashbacks.
0: All the flashbacks only took 1 day?
1: Yeah. <laughs> epic Holy
0: car. shit. I mean, you getting like Afghanistan looking sets Yeah. In 1 day. <laughs> that's just wild, dude. I mean, I really thought you guys were at war. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some um, of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Um okay, let's talk about um Okay, going back to the character of Jesse, and he's put in an interesting situation where his army mate uh, sadly gets killed in the line of duty, and then you go to console um, your buddy's girlfriend or fiance or wife, and then things get a little uh, hot and heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing, uh, you know, I, uh, military wives, um, yeah, when they lose their loved ones, I, I guess it, they they go through this period of of loneliness right and uh is that pretty much what happened with um michelle michelle that pretty much oh, right. just initiated naughty time
1: yeah, much, yeah yeah i uh yeah. i will say <laughs> uh, um, that you know i think when i was reading that was like the one maybe the first the one time i said something out loud where i was like oh <laughs> just because it it seemed like it was uh crossing the line so um, <laughs> there, <laughs> Uh, there was a lot of talk in, in terms of, like, the loneliness of my character and the loneliness of her character. There's, a, right. I think, um, a line that may have ultimately been cut where she kind of talks about how she hasn't really seen anyone. You know, I think for a lot of people that first year of the pandemic, it's just normal if if you don't have anyone living in your house to just kind of not see anyone. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think that fed it. We, did, did, again, didn't try to make a thing of it. But, um, yeah, we, uh, uh, we actually... um. We uh, worked for with an intimacy coordinator for that uh, sequence, Ah, which I was uh, I was really excited about just because um, I don't know. I think in real life when when things happen and you're like, how did that happen? (laughs) There's all these little steps along the way. And I I feel like uh, having the intimacy coordinator allowed us to kind of figure out what all those little steps were, um, because I don't think uh, the two characters would have. You know, at the door said, hey, should we go up to the, you know? I think yeah. it, had, it had been a few years. So.
0: Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Interesting scene. That's for sure. And uh, you actually said it a little earlier. You gave uh, someone advice like, if you don't want your wife to fuck your friend, then don't join the military. <laughs> I think you said that earlier in the script somewhere, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I wrote that quote down because I thought that was so. Uh, yeah. Don't get deployed. She will fuck your friend. Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. There exactly. it is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Very important thing. Alright, so the the second half we we have uh Joseph's character show up. Um and uh you're playing Charlie. Yes and I gotta admit, man, that was some powerful acting, bro. Joe, you really killed it. That that that. You can't
2: that see it, but I'm giving you like a thumbs up.
0: Yeah. Sabrina, you you saw that uh scene, right, with Joseph and Jesse and their scenes at yeah. the brothers uh Cry. very heightened the quarrel, yes, yes. Um yeah.
2: dude we hear that all the time too like you know, all the time
0: that is your real footage man is the, if there's anything to add to your real both of you guys it's Started that particular it. scene because you guys were both on point how was it like shooting that particular scene was it a little challenging to get that heated not
2: really i mean me and jesse worked together and got to know each other on spin the short film but uh i didn't talk in that film so <laughs> like i'm still surprised that chris had like such faith in me because like i didn't have any lines in that film it was like a silent character but uh we didn't even rehearse it <laughs> we didn't rehearse it yeah i got to set uh me and jesse had like been like hey man what's up you know you ready to start today yeah sure so they, they put him on on the you know, position there's chris right above me they and put let's go ahead and
0: introduce the director behind this great film northern shade we have Chris Rusinski, yes.
3: Got it. That's it.
0: Hey Chris, thanks for joining us. We we're just talking about how great the film was and um and uh I want to ask you about the question I asked the guys earlier. You guys acknowledged the pandemic in your film, which a lot of yeah. movies don't do. What was the decision behind that?
3: Yeah, I mean that was um that was a big part of writing it. I actually had a version of the script in like 2018, 2019 that um didn't take the pandemic into account at all. And then when things were really heating up, I decided to do a, a complete rewrite and change it to be set during the pandemic. So I think it was important to me to kind of reflect what we were all going through. And especially because I wanted to make it more of a period piece central to the end of 2020. Um, I didn't see any point in, in not writing in the
0: pandemic. Right. Wow and uh yeah i mean we we talked so much about the film before you had joined chris but uh again i gotta say amazing job especially what you're doing on an indie indie level to recreate afghanistan and to shoot in two locations in connecticut and in california just to make this film work and cinematography was really 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 fantastic and uh definitely hats off to you guys um now um, going into the writing, Chris, uh what, what inspired the, the script? Um
3: a lot of the inspiration uh came from guys I grew up with and especially Kyle Berg, who um was a childhood friend of mine and also um was our co producer and military tech advisor and, and was was involved in, in the making of the whole movie. Um but a lot of it stemmed from just this core idea of a brother trying to get his estranged younger brother out of something that uh wasn't good for him, and I think that was the core universal thread um that I always had with the story, and it was really fleshing out um just the the different uh groups that I had had started to come to light um even you know even as far as like you know 2010 um, but just with like uh, domestic extremism and um, uh, more extremist militia groups and I had wanted to try to work in a story of uh, a vet an army vet trying to get his brother out of something like that um, wow. so I think Kyle Kyle was instrumental in just in really fleshing out Justin and making him a real world character um with issues beyond just trying to get his
0: brother out of something wow how would you describe the extremist mush is it is it influenced by anything political or anything of that sort i
3: I tried to keep the film as as uh (laughs) as unpolitical as i could when you're dealing with domestic extremism um okay i uh, I had versions of the script that, that got more into it, but I realized the core was really these two brothers. Um and it is a period piece, you know, it takes place in November 2020. Really, when we shot it. it, it was kind of unfolding present time and this was you know, this was before January sixth, so of the oh right.
0: Year. The insurrection.
3: So, so a lot of it's um a lot of it predates that and and of course so you know the storyline only got a little more relevant in 2021 um
0: because next for the sequel joe's gonna wear the uh the bearskin headdress and the horns and the paint That's
4: that's funny you say the thing about the bearskin horns because Jesse I was on your Twitter feed and I noticed you have a lot of skits of you wearing um, the (laughs) the the bears yeah Yeah. the and you're like the uh, QAnon shaman I love
1: it I love it so much (laughs) yeah I had a buddy uh, when when that happened uh, I had a buddy suggested I make that guy the uh, the press secretary
4: yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah those are those are some pretty funny skits it's kind of interesting to see you play such a dramatic character like uh yeah those you have some you have some pretty good comedy chops thanks man thank you
0: <laughs> yeah and then this is a very very serious drama complete opposite of that um i guess well, you're using a lot of firearms on this set um and of course we had that horrible tragedy on the rust set what what do you guys what did you guys do to ensure uh, gun safety? I'm assuming, uh, although I don't know uh, if you're dealing with real firearms and on that set, but maybe you can allude to that as well. About the gun safety. Yeah, yeah,
3: I'll I'll, I'll take that question. Then Jesse, you can talk about your training. But I I just wanted to say, like Kyle Kyle Berg was kind of instrumental in in making sure that we had. Proper gun safety and handling and training for the core actors, and he actually just moved out to LA to pursue that military tech advising on features. So this was kind of his uh, introduction to that line of work. Um, and we decided pretty early on that we weren't going to use, you know, uh, mainly because of the budget, but also just, just uh, of course, due to safety, we weren't going to use any type of um, real firearms at all um you know and any real firearms that we were gonna use um we we're gonna remove the firing pins and have them handled by um current national guard like all the militia all the militia and extras are actually current national guards so they're they're trained highly trained oh wow okay and and those are their weapons their are personal weapons so um everybody was very very familiar with the firearms they were carrying um and then for the shootout sequences, um, those are airsoft, you know. Um, and it's just a lot of visual effects and sound design.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, you got a fantastic job w- with that aspect. So um this is where I get to the question of how we see the movie because now I know that you guys are going into the film festival route. Um okay. where can the audiences see this amazing film Northern Shade?
3: yeah so right now we're definitely playing uh uh, we have a nice three-day run at phoenix film festival in arizona that's going to be april 8th through the 10th nice um i'm really excited about because i feel like phoenix will be a great audience um and there's there's a big vet community there too um i think um We have a couple other ones lined up, but I don't want to give too many details about those yet, just because we're we're still working on our premiere and with an indie film, the premiere is a big a big thing to lock up. Um but Phoenix is a definite and that's April 8th through the 10th. Excellent.
0: That is awesome. And what about streaming? What are your goals for streaming?
3: Yeah, the that is the goal for sure. Um, netflix would be my goal but yes svod we'll see
0: (laughs) Beyond on demand awesome we'll yeah (laughs) we'll be looking out for it and again amazing amazing film but i did want to ask um i did want to ask jesse that i saw that you did some work on loki yeah dude (laughs) i think i recall your scene were you were you with the um with owen wilson's group in the the TV, uh, general, what is the group that Owen Wilson's character works for? The, the TVA. TVA, yes. TVA.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was super exciting, um, yeah, so I'm a part of the TVA, and, and, the uh, sort of the moment when, um, they kind of bomb all the timelines, um, is, uh, is when I freak out and grab the phone. Uh, yes! Yeah, yeah, it was, I didn't, uh, it was actually shot, um, shot a month before we did Northern Shade, um, and, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't really know too much about it. Like, the, it was called, so it had like a dummy name.
0: It had. A, oh wow, very, they very. There must have been very secretive on that set. So, you, yeah. do you mean that you're not a big, you weren't a big Marvel fan prior to uh,
1: working on this project, or were you? Uh, I I I was, that, I was So I was casting this in March of 2020. <laughs> okay. And I uh, went to go do it, and then it shut down. So at that time, I oh. had not really seen anything Marvel. And so I just took those first couple of weeks to just watch everything. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I watched all the Marvel movies. So by the time I shot it, I was a fan.
0: Yes, I'm reading here Analyst Number One. How cool is that, dude? That's so dope. Thank you so much.
1: I appreciate it. Well, yeah. Chris has,
4: a, Chris has a, pedig- a superhero pedigree, too. You can see the Wolverine poster right behind him.
1: Yes. <laughs> that's
0: one of my favorite posters. <laughs> that is that is pretty badass. Chris, you might want to possibly direct the next Wolverine movie. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who would not Uh oh, that's amazing. I don't Just, think you can top Logan though. I mean
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Doesn't feel
0: much, much
2: better. Well I mean, do you think
4: do you think uh do you think your talents could uh translate to like a big budget blockbuster type movie since oh, you of course right are you, are you gonna
3: say yes you gonna tell him Chris tell <laughs> him I I I definitely know directors who are helming much bigger movies with much smaller visual effects experience. So well there you go.
4: <laughs> okay, that's true.
0: Nice. Of course Joe, I know you want to get into the Marvel universe or the superhero genre, right?
2: I mean, you got you got two Marvel people right here. You got Chris and Jesse. Right, they're both in the Marvel At universe four. world. Am I allowed to say that, Chris? Am I allowed to tell him?
0: <laughs> Chris, are you allowed to are you allowed to say?
2: Say what? You said you worked that on you're Deadpool.
0: Deadpool.
3: Oh huh? yeah yeah of course yeah yeah no I, I, <laughs> he's I, I, so I like humble <laughs> on, on a couple couple Marvel movies.
0: What did you do on Deadpool? Uh,
3: Deadpool I was one of the visual effects editors. Oh, that's beautiful.
0: Yeah, Deadpool 2. Nice. Oh, yeah. Wow. Look at that. That is rad. Well, what would you like to be in, uh, Joe? Uh,
2: I had an audition for a main supporting role in a Marvel film. It was one of my first big auditions, and it was still to this day the best audition I ever had. The casting director was like, oh, my God, you actually understand it. She's like, we've seen really? so many people today, and no one got it. She was like, so happy, and then they canned the film
0: and it broke my heart oh man what was the character
2: oh god Uh,
0: are you able to say uh i don't know i
2: don't know i don't want to jinx it
0: okay (laughs) that's fair
2: "Mm." you know what Uh, "Mm." Mm. Mm. okay chris Chris would know should i say yeah yeah oh really wow Mm.
4: that's pretty wild
2: Yeah, but I mean, they can the film, so I don't know why I shouldn't be able to say it. But I really, I don't know, part of me just still hopes that they're gonna make it one day.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Joe, you've been busy with um, a really cool uh, artwork. Um, you thank you actually uh, happy to support uh, the mural that you uh, put together? It's pretty much a pop culture mural.
2: Yeah, if you nostalgia want
0: to call trip. <laughs> it. A nostalgia trip of sorts, and uh, it's really, really cool. I've, I've, thank you're me. such a talented artist because not only you're an actor as an artist, you're also an illustrator and you're also a musician. So that's kind of, you got like, Gotta pay talent, bills. <laughs> but you got talent oozing all over the place, dude. That that's pretty awesome. I mean, I'm looking at your I'm mural sure. right now on your Facebook page and you got, like you said, nostalgia. I mean, family guy, uh, Mickey Mouse, you have uh, hundred and one characters in it. hundred and one characters. Is, is that uh Jeff Goldblum?
2: Yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's, it's Adam Driver <laughs> from Star Wars in uh, the Jeff Goldblum sexy pose from Jurassic in Park. In the
0: sexy pose? <laughs> because <laughs> i was drawing
2: jeff goldblum and it looked more like adam driver so i just went for adam driver you
0: went for like, adam like, driver adam, wow you know, if they ever made like a,
2: a young jeff goldblum like you know film like it would be adam driver playing jeff goldblum definitely
0: awesome and of course that um yeah the, the doctor who box and all that wow that is so cool man and joseph um that's so great because we had you uh last time we had you on was for greyhound and project power and all my life and Now you're part of this great film. Joe, do you have another acting project uh, in the works?
2: I have a couple things. Uh, I did two films with the voice of Scooby-Doo. One of them I'm not going to talk about. The other one is Tad Caldwell and the Monster Kid. It's a comic book adaptation. It's really awesome. I don't know what's up with it, however, but it's fun. Um, And I have another film that I can't talk about, but Northern Shade is like, out of everything I've done so far, Northern Shade is probably my favorite project. Like hands down, it, the the dialogue is fun. The acting mm-hmm. was like great from Jesse and Alejandro. God, like I could watch their scenes over and over. They're just so. it, it Everything looks so. One of my friends said that just from what he had seen on the on the Instagram page, he's like, "Is this movie like a big budget movie?" I was like, "My dude, Chris just it's his passion project, man. Like he really wanted to make this film and he made it on like on his budget. It had a budget, but it was like you know he he made it happen." And I was like, it wasn't like a $50 million movie or anything, but he said it looks like a big-budget movie. He's like, dude, it looks so professional. It looks just, I mean, like, it's yeah. theater-worthy. I was like... Production quality is,
0: is amazing, so...
2: Yeah,
4: can't can't deny that. It, yeah. Well, that,
2: festival, Chris, that festival Chris got us in, uh Phoenix festival, there's a movie called Coda that's uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actor on in the Oscars right now. Yeah. Yes. It's about the deaf family. It, yes, it's, uh, I'm... I'm You've seen it? I've heard it's I one saw of the best it. movies of this year. Well, Coda, the lead actor that's nominated, we're on the same agency, the uh, Metric Talent, and they're premiering that film – or not premiering it, but they're playing the opening night of uh, Phoenix Fest. So Northern Shade is sharing the festival with them. That's awesome. With, with Coda? With
0: mm-hmm. Oh, Coda's going to get cool a special screening. Wow. Which which actor are you alluding to? Um uh it's That's the guy year. with
2: the long hair and the beard. Or, or like he's the older guy, the dad, I guess.
0: Oh the dad, Troy Kotsur. Yeah.
2: yeah, he's nominated for Best Supporting Best Actor. Best
0: Supporting Actor, yes.
2: Epic, man. This this yes. year's Oscars is is insane. They have it's so insane. many like really underground films.
0: Yeah, as a Sag actor member myself, I've received a lot of uh screeners, so I've been busy trying to keep up with all of them. Um it's it's kinda uh yeah, it's gonna be tough to, to to vote uh, I, i'm gonna be voting for the SC- sag awards but also the oscars uh sa- same with that um but uh really quick chris i'm looking at your imdb uh, imdb and wow amazing editing bad boys for life unhinged russell Crowe, nobody yeah. um wow you've got some incredible um incredible uh credits in the editing world there's a particular film that stands out as one of your proudest moments
3: Oh, probably Ford. Ford versus Ferrari.
0: Ford versus Ferrari. Wow.
3: Yeah, that was that was kind of a culmination of of years of working with my mentor, um, Mike McCusker, editor. Mm-hmm. And I think that one was was one that uh, I know everyone on board just just knew it was special pretty much the whole time through, and we we had we had some high hopes for it and. and the way it turned out, you know, everyone was really excited and, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't think Mike, I didn't know if Mike was going to get nominated, but when he, when he did, and then eventually won the Oscar, it was, it was a, a big moment for everybody. Wow.
0: wow. Were you, were you at the, uh, the Oscars? No,
3: I didn't go. Pretty yeah. much everyone else in, in, on our team went, I don't know why I didn't go. I just watched it at <laughs> <panel over.
0: laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I'll make sure they they bring you in for the next one. Wow. Well, this so is I great, got guys. for the speech. Though I got thanked in the you little, got thanked uh, in the speech. That's the most important thing. That's that's on my end Because I've that. seen the movie and I imagine editing racing cars must be one of the most difficult things to do. I'm, not, really I'm just bad. a guess, but yeah, yeah, but I guess yeah, I'm right it,
3: was a, it was a balance of really trying to make you care about the races, you know, really care about the drivers.
0: Yeah
2: wow story chris you told me a story about something that you ran into uh, in the editing that like you said that they had like a trash can or something in the back
1: the trash cans i remember yeah that. the tra-
2: oh
3: okay oh because they they filmed uh, you know the movie's set in the what 60s right and uh but they filmed a lot of it in la um or, or some driving scenes in la and i know that they you know in all these wide shots there's yeah. there's all these modern trash cans they did such a good job set decorating everything but they didn't take out those
0: modern those trash cans huge,
3: huge Los Angeles trash bin <laughs> and I don't know why but I was the only one who caught it and I, it's and, it's
0: like the coffee cup in Game of Thrones right yeah it was exactly <laughs> that
3: it's <Except laughs> much bigger awesome. and way more wow.
0: of it. awesome well guys this has been great we thank you so much the the team behind Northern Shade. Um, so before we let you go, if you could just let us know who you are, your role in the film, or what you did in the film. And let us know you're on Below the Belt show, catchphrase, a plug, or whatever at the end.
3: Cool. My name is Chris Brzezinski, a writer, director, producer of Northern Shade, and I'm on the uh, Below the Belt show.
1: Hey, my name is Jesse Gavin. I play Justin McLaughlin in Northern Shade, and I am on the Below the Belt show. And Loki. <laughs> I am Loki. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joseph Poliquin.
2: I play Charlie McLaughlin in Northern Shade, and we are on Below the Belt. And uh, yeah, hire me for your movie.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> hire me too, guys. I'm in SAG. <laughs> awesome, man. That was great, guys.
4: Fantastic.
0: Joe, you're awesome, man. I'm glad you are, are, awesome. are well for it's you, great. man. Yeah, and uh, what I didn't know, fellow Filipino. Mhm. Yes. Yep. Proud Filipino pride. <laughs> Yeah, Filipino fry very nice.
3: <laughs> yeah, <Pernoy.
0: laughs> Thanks guys, It was a great interview. I appreciate it.
3: Thank, Thank you so much. Bye, nice. everybody Mike. All right. Take care.
0: Right. Bye. Later. Siren.
2: everybody. Later. Take care. <laughs>